0: Welcome to the Wild and Free Podcast, Episode 69. I'm Ainsley Arment, and this week we're talking with Melissa Amy Simmons about helping our children become self-reliant and raising responsible kids.
1: I'll say, okay Hank, um, sounds like the cats are hungry. I can hear some meowing. Why don't you go and check on them and see what they need, and he'll kind of give a sigh and okay, and sometimes, you know, I'll have to follow him into the room and say, hey, Hey, did you forget why you were coming in here? Let's, look, let's do this together. Let's get the cat food, pour it into the bowl. You know how to do it. Now go take their water bowl to the kitchen, rinse it out. And then he's kind of willing because I helped him this time. And so every few days or maybe every week, I have to come alongside them and do the chore with them. And then it's not so bad because, you know, someone's helping you, mama's talking to you, and then before you know it, the chore is done.
0: Plus, We just released our first ever Christmas-giving catalog for the Wild and Free Farm Village. We'll tell you all about it. So grab a cup of coffee and join us on the front porch. Let's get started. When I think about homeschooling, the word that often comes to mind is friendship. Some would say that you can't be both a parent and a friend. But I disagree. Think about what friends do. They laugh and love together, hurt and forgive each other. They eat meals, share life, and make time for each other. They speak truth when necessary, but more often embolden and encourage one another. True friends become family. So why can't our family be friends? As I write these words, my mind is flooded with all the ways I misuse my parenting friendship with my children. The times when I'm tired, stressed, angry, or just plain exasperated. Too often in these moments, I abandon my role as a loving friend and resort to my authority as a parent. It's easier to give quick commands than tend to their hearts and minds through challenging circumstances. But I will never stop striving to be the close friend my children need. The friend that believes in them, endures with them, and helps them become the best version of themselves. Jean Piaget wrote, how much more precious is a little humanity than all the rules in the world. The ways we engage, the words we choose, how we treat each other, they all matter. My friend Sally Clarkson says, love is the most profound tool of influence in the lives of our children. I want to love my children, to be slow to anger and quick to forgive. I want to hold space for them and to hold them. I want to look past their outward behavior and see their hearts. And I want to speak truth, but also show support for them at all times. Growing a friendship with our kids doesn't come in a big box curriculum or unit study. It's not a given simply because they call us mother, mama, or mom. It's a sanctifying process, a practice that comes from taking advantage of small opportunities, much like we do with our adult friends. It's singing along with their favorite song on the car radio. It's sitting on the floor and playing a board game. It's making their favorite meal or tucking a note into their backpack. It's showing up with a kind word, a gentle hug, or conversation about their latest adventure in Minecraft. It's leaving a lipstick letter on their bathroom mirror. Extraordinary lives are created in the community of family. Character is birthed in the chaos of relationships. Beautiful hearts are grown in the garden of a relationship-rich childhood. And friendship with our children is where it all begins. The story of the Wild and Free Farm Village is a miraculous one. Two years of searching for the right property, raising funds for a place we hadn't found yet, finding something completely out of our price range, only to have the owner drop the price by millions of dollars so we could acquire it. Friends, this isn't just our story. It's your story. The entire Wild and Free community came together to make this dream possible. Now, it's ours to steward for the next generation. This is a place where families are brought closer together Mothers and fathers are strengthened and encouraged in their roles, and children are given the space to run wild and free. After being shut down by the pandemic last spring, we lost all of our revenue for an entire year. It's a huge setback, but we don't believe for an instant that we were brought all of this way for nothing. We have big dreams for the Farm Village and want to invite you to be a part of the next chapter. In this spirit, we've created a Christmas giving catalog so you can help bring some important projects to life. We feature projects like replacing the tattered blinds in the lodge, purchasing a large tractor to help us push back the wilderness, building a restroom facility so we can host family camping weekends, and so much more. The miraculous story of the farm village is not over. In fact, it's just beginning. This property will continue to be a special place for homeschool mamas to gather. Children will make unforgettable memories on these creek banks and hillsides. And families will be impacted for generations to come. To learn more and donate online, visit bewildandfree.org slash christmas. Melissa Simmons was born and raised on a dairy farm in New Zealand. She and her husband are able to give their three children a similar childhood as they raise grass-fed beef cows for a living on a ranch in Northeast Texas. Melissa enjoys the simple things in life, such as hanging laundry on the clothesline in the warm sun, pouring everyone a hot cup of tea, and chatting with friends. She loves the thrill of the hunt for an antique rug or thrifted pillow, but not as much as she loves learning alongside her children and the blessing of being present for each and every milestone. She recently sat down with Jennifer Pepito to talk about helping our children become self-reliant and raising responsible kids. Let's listen in. Thanks for joining me, Melissa.
2: Hey, Jennifer. I'm so excited to talk with you. I'm excited to talk with you. I know that you recently wrote a bundle article in the Wild and Free Bundles about chores, and I just kind of wanted to have you tell tell us a little bit about why we should be teaching our children to do a few chores.
1: Well, I... I just think me as a person, I do well with things in order, you know, like a place for everything and everything in its place. And while we don't have a huge home or too many things, we do have stuff. And um, throughout the day, you know, a lot of that stuff comes out and I find myself scurrying around, putting things away. And oftentimes it's my husband who will say to me, hey, babe. You've got three very capable children. They need to be helping you put the house up. They help us, you know, they help make the mess. So they should probably be helping you clean up the mess. And it often takes him pointing something out that's so obvious, but he brings it to my attention. And so a couple of years ago, I guess our kids are not babies anymore. They're nine, seven, and four. And so a couple of years ago, we started doing a really basic, simple chore chart. It's up on the fridge and it's really simple chores that do go a long way in helping me though. If I can get the kids to do a few things here and there, that just gives me more time to be doing other things that we can be doing as a family together. So yeah, independence in making their own beds and feeding. We have quite a few pets, chickens and cats. And every now and again, we'll have a a calf, a baby cow that um, maybe isn't doing so well on its own mama. So it'll be in our backyard and we'll be looking after the baby calf and that needs water and milk in a bottle. So things like that. um, It's just really training them to see that there's things outside of their own little bubble as kids. And yeah, animals sweeping the back porch, making the house comfortable for all of us. Since we spend so much time there, we just agree as a family that it's important that they learn to do those things.
2: Yeah. And the one thing that I love about this is it's not just about trying to help our children learn to work. It also has so much to do with developing confidence and self-reliance in them because children, you know, Montessori actually said something that about, you know, children who do not do, do not know how to do. And essentially when a child is not allowed or encouraged to participate in the normal upkeep of the home and this isn't asking our children to do what what's unreasonable this is just helping our children learn to like you said pick up after their own messes or if they're eating food in the house learning how to cook the food and I think one of the advantages for your family is that you guys live on property where it's probably essential like for so many of us if we're living in a suburb you know, our houses are, they kind of keep themselves going. You know, we have a dishwasher. It's just not that hard sometimes to keep things going without the help of our children. But when you live on a ranch and you've got to go out and maybe take care of a cow that's um, birthing, or you have to go check on animals, or you have to go refill the water, there's so many more things that have to be done. I think it lends itself to developing self-reliant children. So what are some things that, you know, families who are living in a suburb maybe could do to help their children just develop sort of some independent living skills.
1: Well, I think that um, yes, we live on a ranch, and so it may be slightly different than people living in a big city. But things like taking your shoes off and putting them in the shoe basket or back in their closet or in the specific cubby where they're supposed to go. Growing a really, it doesn't have to be a huge garden. We we don't even have a huge garden. I'm trying to get it bigger every spring, kind of adding a little bit here, more and there. But I think even just like a little potted something in your backyard teaches responsibility. You know, that plant is not going to do so well if someone's not regularly watering it. Um, So I think that anybody could have that on their back patio. I guess a lot of people have household pets, maybe cats. Yeah, I mean, anything that cannot survive without humans is just going to be a really great responsibility for kids. And, you know, it only takes a few reminders a few days I feel like for that chore to then just kind of become more of a habit and
2: yeah I love that and it's interesting um Charlotte Mason said that everyone needs something to do something to think about and something to love and I think that is something really beautiful about growing some plants or having a pet is that it does teach you you know, that there are consequences. Like if you don't water that plant, it's going to die. If you don't take care of your pet, your pet's going to suffer and nobody wants that. And so having right. children be involved in caring. And I think, you know, for some of us too, even having babies around, like for me, I had a big family, there's seven kids in all. And so mm-hmm. the older ones had to help some with maybe getting breakfast for a younger sibling or bringing me a diaper or things like that, where, yes. you know, when it, it, creates this beautiful interdependence that in a in our society as a whole if more people had those skills of looking out for others and looking out for taking care of themselves with a view towards making the world a better place the world would be a better place
1: yes i agree yeah because it's not about you know the chores aren't so that our house can be picture perfect. or it's It's mostly about just doing life together and that not any one person in the family is carrying the weight of it all. I mean, some of their chores are things that, yes, I could do in a few seconds, but they want to help. They take pride in coming to me and saying, mama, I went ahead and made my bed. And you didn't even have to ask me. That is something that they come to me. Uh, Molly, our daughter is nine. And she came to me the other day and she said, hey, mama, I really want to vacuum and mop my bedroom. And I just was kind of like, absolutely, let's get that going. And so I went to the closet and got the mop out and made sure it was full of water and she plugged it in and she just for the next 10 minutes just kind of picked up her room and she came and told me she was done and she said oh I just feel so good now my bedroom is clean and I feel like I can go and do something else and I just kind of laughed to myself because that is what I'm looking for just like a peaceful not perfect but peaceful tidy space and I think it's really valuable.
2: Yeah, it's interesting because as moms, there's this balance that we're trying to achieve where we want our we want to focus on relationship, but we also are curating a space for our children that they're gonna imitate when they're adults. You know, if we are content with a subsanitary living space, our children are gonna grow up and probably be a little bit less sanitary than we are. Whereas if we cultivate the love of right. beauty and a an appreciation for order then our children are probably going to imitate that in their living spaces as well but what do you say to the moms whose children are resistant i think that you know for so many of us we we didn't necessarily have moms at home who are teaching us how to do chores mm-hmm. and so there's almost a lack of of knowledge or confidence in our ability to teach our children self-reliance
1: yeah that's true i had mentioned in my article that um while I wasn't homeschooled, I wasn't home all day with my mother. She did. She is the one that taught me so much of the practical kind of housekeeping skills that I do and enjoy. Like, I enjoy housekeeping to this day, but she, I just remember her doing it alongside me in the really, in the younger years, she didn't expect too much, but she expected some effort, you know? And so, um, on Saturday mornings is when we would have the weekly deep clean of our house. And my two brothers had to help, even though I kind of had most of the inside things and they had to do more of like the outside mowing the lawn and that kind of stuff. But they did, even the boys, they did have to take their turn scrubbing the bathtub and, and that kind of thing. But I just remember her, coming in regularly into the bathroom every few minutes. How's it going in here? Oh, it's looking good. You know, just encouraging. And, um, I don't ever remember her saying, oh, you know, that's terrible. I expected better out of you. It was always like, great job. Thanks so much. You know? And so I'm not saying that our kids don't complain or kind of, uh, our middle son, Hank has this thing lately where he kind of throws his head back in dramatic, like anguish, like, oh, about everything. Like, Math lately, or he's been um, on the soccer field sometimes with his teammates. I see him do it if he doesn't make the goal. He throws his head back and just like, oh man. And so I'll say, okay, Hank, um, sounds like the cats are hungry. I can hear some meowing. Why don't you go and check on them and see what they need? And he'll kind of give a sigh and, okay. And sometimes, you know, I'll have to follow him into the room and say, hey, hey, did you forget why you were coming in here? Let's, look, let's do this together. Let's get the cat food. It into the bowl, you know how to do it, and I'll go take their water bowl to the kitchen, rinse it out. And then he's kind of willing because I helped him this time. And so every few days or maybe every week, I have to come alongside them and do the chore with them. And then it's not so bad because you know, someone's helping you, mama's talking to you, and then before you know it, the chore is done. And so I think just remembering that they're little and not expecting too much, but remembering that it is part of homeschool you know for us homeschool is is life and we keep a lot of home in our homeschool and so it's just part of it and I just have to say okay guys I know you you may not be you know you may not want to be doing this right now vacuuming or sweeping but if we can do this and get it done we can move on to the you know the next thing and so yeah just encouraging and coming alongside them and um trying to keep things fun is my advice really
0: we'll be right back with melissa in just a minute but i wanted to take a moment to tell you about our new content bundle for the month of november called friendship it's packed with articles tutorials podcasts and other downloadable resources to help anchor your family in friendship there's a how-to piece on hosting a mini pop-up farmer's market by betsy jenkins There are tutorials for making wild mammal masks by Leah Damon and needle-felted dolphins by Naomi Ovando. You'll find helpful articles on raising household helpers by Melissa Simmons, nature journaling your state by Nicole Holst, and so much more. When you sign up for the monthly content bundles, you'll not only get this month and last month's bundles, but you'll also get access to the recordings from our recent Wild and Free simulcast. Plus, we'll put a welcome kit in the mail that includes your first monthly Wild and Free print magazine. To sign up or learn more, go to bewildandfree.org slash bundles. Now back to Melissa Simmons. I think that
2: it's such a key that you just talked about in there, uh, when we do things with them, there's a lot more willingness. You know, if we, especially when they, when they haven't been Mm -hmm. really trained in those habits to just say, go make your bed or go pick up your clothes can feel so overwhelming. But when we, you know when we really yes. make that into a habit and we're doing it with them and we're we're there's kind of an atmosphere of joy about it it really changes it and i think that part of that might mean checking our own mm-hmm. attitudes about work because i think as moms it's easy to be like oh no i got to cook another meal and i got to do the dishes again and when we have that right. sort of negative attitude about life it's going to be easy for our kids to imitate it
1: definitely yeah positive Happy, encouraging mama always goes a lot farther with um, kids than like, oh, grumpy, here we go again. Same old thing. I just think keeping it fun and keeping it light and doing it together goes a long way with them with the chores.
2: That's so true. Okay, so here's one other question along these same lines of reluctant helpers. Mm -hmm. What do you do when you're trying to teach your children a task like to take their dish to the sink or something like that. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's other adult members in your household who aren't super good at following through on those things. Oh like yeah. the husband <laughs>
1: <laughs> like the husband. Yeah, it's funny, um my husband it, sometimes his his mom who who homeschooled him, my husband and his two sisters were homeschooled. Um pretty all the way through pretty much. My husband did go to high school the last few years for sports, but um, she has apologized to me a few times. She said, listen, Melissa, I tried with him. I taught him to pick up his socks and to, um, you know, put his clothes in the laundry basket. But um, it's funny because sometimes he misses the basket really badly. The clothes are nowhere near the laundry hamper. But, but, um, and so it is something where um, after dinner, he, he will, See the kids, you know, leave their plate. Um, and he's really good about saying, Hey, what do you say to mama for this meal? And they'll say, Thank you, mama, for this delicious meal. It's kind of a a saying that they always say, but I think they mean it when they say it. And he'll say, Hey, don't forget to take your plate to the sink. You know, that helps mama out a little bit. So, in some ways, he, I feel like when we're when he and I and the kids were all sitting around the table or we're all together he looks at things maybe through my eyes like I think he thinks how could I help Melissa uh for a minute I know she's had a long day and so he's more reminded to to kind of be aware of what the kids maybe are or are not doing but when he's maybe you know in the bathroom he's taking his shower and he's you know alone I think that's when he's like forgetful and he'll just kind of throw his clothes I don't want him to come across badly he's great I love him but um He's pretty good um, about keeping the kids. He sees the chore chart on the fridge and he loves nothing more than coming home off the ranch at lunchtime and saying, Hey guys, what have y'all done today? You know, how's homeschool? And sometimes it'll be like, wow, we haven't really gotten to too much homeschool yet, but um, look at the chore chart. Like we've really checked some stuff off of that. And so it's always good when he can talk to the kids about what they've uh, been doing so I think that answers your question. He
2: Oh yeah, yeah. and I and I love <laughs> I mean that your husband is probably not he might not even be the norm of involved husbands, you know, the the way that he is checking the chores and helping yeah. your kids kind of stay connected with that, which is a really sweet in a way testimony of homeschooling that that he's, you know, because I think that a lot of the issues in marriage often are when one or the other spouse mm-hmm. checks out and vegges out instead of staying engaged with raising the children or enforcing chores or helping the homeschooling. Yeah. And obviously, that's not, you know, missing the laundry basket every once in a while is right. different than leaving the whole training of the children in, in mama's hands.
1: Sometimes he can take the kids with him outside on the ranch for maybe an hour or two. Um, and he'll say, I've got something they can help me with out on the ranch. And so he even does kind of, in his own way, help with the teaching. They learn so much about nature out there and, you know, animal husbandry and how grass grows with the sun and the rain. And so, um, yeah, there's a lot that he he's involved in that um, it's not necessarily like a, a tangible we did this in our notebooks today kind of learning, but yeah, he, it's, it's a really uh, sweet time of life right now, how he can be involved in their, in their education Which is, in that way.
2: Yeah. It's interesting. We've been in homeschooling for so long and there used to be a season where families were really encouraged to have the husbands try and do a home business or something so that he could be more involved in the life of the family. And for a lot of people, that's just not practical. But I know Mm -hmm. for us, you know, we were missionaries in Mexico for a little while. And that was one of the sweetest times as in fatherhood for my husband, because he was able to take kids. He was working at an they're working on an orphanage doing um, construction projects at an orphanage. Mm-hmm. And so he was able to take my children and they got to be involved with like helping others and learning construction skills. So many beautiful things that that in our life in the last 10 years where he's gone to a nine to five job every day mm-hmm. that some of my other kids have missed out on yeah. so I love that you can recognize you know that's not going to work for every family but even if it's just Saturday mm-hmm. where dad and the kids are stacking wood together or mom and the girls are baking something together as we join together in in life with our kids I mean it's, in a way it's not just about like you said, chores, this is, you know, as our children do life with us, they're they're sort of shaping their future family. You know what I mean? The way yes. that we do family life is the way that someday they're going to do family life. And so if family life is us creating and being intentional together, that's the family life they're going to aspire to as well.
1: Definitely. They're just like picking up practical skills now that they can then apply to their families and to society when they're
2: older. Absolutely. It's such a... You know, it's so impactful what we're doing. I think that sometimes as homeschool families, we underestimate the lifelong impact of the seeds that we're sowing with our children.
1: Yeah, it's sweet.
2: So do you have any last like, you know, one of the things that has been a struggle for me about chore training, and I think probably for a lot of other families and developing self-reliance is consistency and, you know, I'll have a chart and then I'll forget to, uh, do the maybe I said I was going to put some stickers on and we go to ice cream at the end of the week, and then after a week or so, I forget, or yeah. you know, forget to follow through. Like I say, let's have the bath, this is your job, keeping the bathrooms clean, but then forget to do a check every day. Yeah. What are some of the things that have helped you stay on track with teaching consistency?
1: Well, it's funny because there's been a time where we've had some kind of incentive, whether it be money or. Some kind of treat, like we'll all go have a treat at the end of the week. But honestly, the chores happen better and more naturally when there is no incentive. Because sometimes, I don't know, it feels like the money thing kind of just kind of falls away, which is really nice. Because I don't often have the four dollars change for each child at the end of the week, which was the amount that we seemed to have agreed on. And so I know, like for the last few weeks, I haven't given the kids any money, and they haven't even been asking me for it, but. And, but they've still been doing their chores I guess to to your question consistency it's never 100 percent. there are definitely times when I go into their bedroom and it's well past noon and the beds aren't made and there's still Lego everywhere um, but you know what there's still a few good hours in the day and so it's at that time that I'll say, oh man, you guys we did not do our morning chores this morning. let's go ahead and spend a good 10 minutes right now I'll set the timer. Let's see how much we can get done. Um, so at this, at this kind of younger age where I don't expect them to be completely, um, I guess, take the initiative themselves all the time. It is up to me and just the way that I am, um, how I do notice mess. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just me saying, Oh, come on guys. We didn't get to it yet. Um, And a helpful, you know, Monday is the start of the week for us with homeschool and um, so sometimes on Monday when I'm quickly kind of jotting down in my schedule what, what lessons I want to get to this week and what books we want to read, I can also say to the kids, oh, hey, it's time to print off a new chore chart, put it on the fridge uh, let's try to really, really get this week completely filled up. Let's check off all these boxes on this chore chart. So Monday, beginning of the week is a really good day to kind of just give a reminder. Let's try to do this this week. Um, and then every day, like I say, kind of walking around and, and just pointing out to the kids, um, if we haven't gotten to something, so I guess consistency, it's, it lies with me. Um, and sometimes some kind of a reward helps, but lately it hasn't even really been needed. I think they've just enjoyed kind of helping mama and they like a tidy space. And so, yeah, it's just a good time right now.
2: Yeah, that's great. And I think that that is really what we're striving towards is that they would do things because it's the right thing to do and not necessarily because there's a reward. Right. Well, thanks so much for joining me today, Melissa. It's been just a pleasure to chat with you and I'm inspired to kind of keep working on our own short training in our home <laughs> thanks
0: jennifer it's been really good to talk to you too thank you so much thanks melissa friends don't forget to check out our new christmas giving catalog to benefit the wild and free farm village in the blue ridge mountains of virginia you'll get to see our plans for the property in the coming year and have the chance to join other families in helping to bring these exciting projects to life To learn more, visit bewildandfree.org slash christmas. Well, that's all the time we have for today. But join us again next week for the Wild and Free podcast.